I've noticed since you and I met, you know, I was known for live streaming on Facebook because I knew everything about Facebook or, you know, meta. And I'll be honest, like I'm noticing that the viewership on Facebook is dwindling. It's moving to different platforms. And so I think as content creators, we have to be agile and take ownership of our content and not be platform specific. Welcome to the Video Entrepreneur Podcast brought to you by Uscreen. My name is Rob Balasabas, Head of Partnerships here at Uscreen. I hope you're doing well. Hope you're relaxed, ready to learn some awesome ways to build revenue using your video content. Grab a coffee, a tea, or your favorite drink, and I hope you enjoy this conversation. Today, I'm talking with my friend, Stephanie Liu, about the power of live video, as well as how to leverage video to sell products, both digital and physical products. Steph is a live video strategist for brands and entrepreneurs all over the world. She's a digital marketing expert with over 15 years of ad agency experience. She's led one of the largest search agencies in the United States. She served as the director of social strategy for San Diego's leading agency and has created powerful campaigns for Fortune 500 companies and small businesses. You're really gonna enjoy this conversation with Steph. But before we chat with her, I just want to invite you to subscribe to our podcast on YouTube or on your favorite podcasting app. We have new episodes every single week. And if you found value in any of our content here, please take a moment and leave us a review or a comment that will go a long way to helping us get this podcast content out to as many creators as possible. And so with that, let's talk to Steph. Welcome to the podcast. Glad to have you here. Um, man, we go way back and I'm glad to have you here on the Ustream podcast and talk all about live streaming and all the things. How are you doing? I am doing good. All the things. Yeah, live streaming for sure has definitely evolved from when you and I first met, right? It yes. was one of those things where people were like, should I do it? Should I not do it? And now it's like, everywhere if you're not live streaming then like what are you doing <laughs> what, are, what are you even doing with your day at all yeah exactly exactly um you know what T take us way back take us a little bit through your evolution as a content creator and like how you even got into the live streaming space um way back when way back when you know rob i don't think most people remember this or even realize this but i'm an ad agency veteran so i've been deep in the trenches of agency life for the last decade and a half right and so i was the social media manager paid search manager for international global brands and whatnot and it wasn't until 2015 when i had my daughter that i was like you know what I'm going to be a parent and I don't know if I could really work, you know, 40, 50 plus hours a week. And I figured, hell, you know, if I could do this for Nike Sephora Clinic, I could sure as hell do this for myself. And so I left the agency world and I was telling everyone, hey, I'm a social media strategist. Help me. You know, I could help you launch your business and go from unknown to unforgettable. But what I didn't realize was that everyone was calling themselves a social media strategist. And I was like, wait a second, <laughs> right? Like, wait a second. And so I was like, well, how do I separate myself from this sea of sameness? And that's when I realized no one was showing up on video, let alone live video. And so that was a moment for me, instead of just telling people what it is that I do, I'm going to show you what I do, right? Like, I'm going to show you how we do a social media audit, how we do a content strategy, how we do all the things and how, do, how we measure for ROI. And it was in that moment when I started to realize, Rob, that after every single live stream, boom, new client. 
someone would reach out and they'd be like, Hey, I want to work with you. And there was, that's when I realized like, okay, when I do video and when I explain things in my own words, people get to know my personality and they get to know right then and there, am I the type of person that they want to work with? So at that point I just kept live streaming and then people started to know me for it, which was crazy because back then I was live streaming with OBS, which you and I both know is like the Ikea of live streaming. Let's be honest, right? <laughs> it yes, doesn't always come yes. with instructions. You got to figure it out. You're breaking stuff and all that. And then eventually I discovered Ecamm, which you and I both love. And yeah. Ecamm was absolutely amazing in the sense that I leveled up my show, put overlay graphics and all the different things. And then at that point, it was do I go down the route of still talking about social media strategy or do I start being known for live streaming? Mm -hmm. And I went all in, I went all in. And ever since then lights, camera live, it blew up. Now I'm producing shows for clients. Now I have my own brand deals. Now I'm creating content and it's crazy. It's, it's cool. It's been amazing. It is crazy, right? It's crazy. Like you think of like, you kind of create this thing from nothing and, I don't know, Steph, like, I don't know if you knew what you were creating at the time or you kind of fell into it. It sounds like you're trying to be a social media strategist. And then it was actually the, the live stream part that became what you're known for, I think. It's the vehicle that you became known for. You know, I think you were, I think you were at Social Media Marketing World. What the last time was in person. You were there on stage doing your thing. And, you know, it's crazy. So um, was it I, I think I'm answering the question for you, but was it something that you we're planning to create being this live stream expert guru, you know, keynote speaker. Oh gosh. I think when I first started out, I was more focused on how do I build my own personal brand. And so I leveraged live streaming to build my own personal brand and be known for that as the strategist. Mm -hmm. But I would say at the end of every single show, people would just be like, Hey Steph, how would you do that? And I found myself starting to teach it. And then I realized when people were talking about OBS or even just live streaming in general, it was mostly gamers. It was mostly like tech people. I'm the type of person where like, I'm your homegirl that will hang out with you over coffee. And I'm like, dude, let's build out your show. And so I was just approachable in that sense. And I figured, I know that people teaching live streaming has already been done, but I could do it in a way that's much more relatable, approachable, and still apply the concepts of what I knew about being in an agency, having templates, onboarding, all the different things. And so, yeah, I think eventually at that point, once I realized, oh, this Rubik's Cube, I've got it figured out. I know how I'm going to package it. Then it was like, hell yeah, I want to be known for live streaming. Hell yeah, I want to be the, the, the keynote <laughs> Why speaker. Why not? Of course. Right, yeah. yeah. So it was, it was really cool to be on the forefront of that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, you've been in the forefront of this for a while now. So what do you think is the future of where all this live stuff is going? Because like right now, I feel like there's a lot of creators that are doing it for visibility, for awareness, to be known, but like not necessarily know where to send people to. Like what is what is live? What's the future of live streaming from somebody that's like right in the middle of the tornado of live streaming right now <laughs> in the eye of the storm? I mean, there's <laughs> exactly there's so many benefits to live streaming. I think as a content creator, it's an amazing vehicle to really build your personal brand, to show off your personality, to build a community, because let's be honest, your community is going to be your immunity if you want to, you mm. know, be in this industry of the creator economy. 
right? And so people getting to know you, people putting you on their calendar, on their schedule, like, hey, I want to tune in and watch you. That's a thing. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I'm finding that live streaming is becoming or evolving to is really brands now want to leverage working with content creators and leveraging influencers and the community that they've built. Because a brand is a brand in the sense that they know their product details pages, their features, their benefits, but how do they speak in plain English to someone on the day-to-day? And that's really where the influencers and the creators come in. Now, as far as where I see the future for it, you and I were just geeking about this, but really live shopping. Now it's people mm. are like, okay, if, I'm, yeah. if I wanna have a shopping experience, I wanna shop with you. I wanna know why you like this product. I want you to show it to me. You know, open it, turn it upside down, put it on your skin. How does it feel? How does it smell? It's like now you're their avatar and you're like, oh, you want to know that? And you, you pick it up, you do all the different things with it. And I think as a content creator, that's an opportunity for us to show our audience, educate them. And oh gosh, I want to tell you one of the, the words that I found really interesting. It's called retailtainment. It's a thing now. So it's retail, but it's entertainment at the same time. And it's not like your traditional QVC where someone would dial in and, you know, they get their questions. But like I said, the the audience, they're now engaging with you. They're going to ask you specific questions and you're going to say it in your own words. So this retailtainment, this live shopping, it's expanding. And it's crazy to see that it's not only happening on Facebook, right? Not only just on Instagram and on TikTok, But now you have Shopify integration. We have friends, you and I, that are like killing it, crushing it on Amazon Live. And not only that, though, Mm -hmm. but you're seeing Pinterest has entered the game. It's like Pinterest has entered the chat, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Pinterest has entered live (laughs) shopping. And then you see the e-commerce brands, Walmart. It's like, well, you know what? I want to launch my own live shopping because I see what's happening in Asia. I see what, you know, Alibaba and Taobao, what they're doing, especially with influencers, they're learning. And now the U.S. market is really ready to enter. Yeah, absolutely. I think YouTube is even doing something similar, similar that um, I think Instagram did where you can shop like shopping through YouTube. So so much it makes so much sense because that's where you that's where the consumers are going to evaluate and get reviews might as well be able to yeah you remember how we said before that like your smartphone is your mobile live streaming studio now it's your mobile shopping Mm -hmm. e-commerce you could go to any store that you wanted to now you have like augmented reality and it's just so much that you can do so much so much so what is what are you seeing what are you doing with your clients in terms of live shopping like what does that look like what does that experience for a, a brick and mortar business look like to start getting into that forum of let's sell some stuff yeah you know i would say there's really three phases there's really three phases when it comes to working with clients and the first one is really the planning phase and it's talking about if you were to do a live shopping experience how do you want your audience to, to feel? What do you want them to know? What do you want them to walk away with? And what's really the key objective for them? And so we usually start there. And then I ask them, okay, how do you want this to look like? Because let's be honest, there's so many different things that you could do with live streaming. You could have an overhead camera. You could have multiple scenes. You could be a solo person that's talking or multiple people on there. 
And so once we map that all out, then we start talking about the production of it. Okay, so let's talk about your creative assets. Do you want to have bumper videos, testimonials, things like that? And then you do the tech check because we all know how important tech check is these days, right? And then we produce the show. And then after that, we help our clients with post-production. And that's anything from repurposing the content into a blog post, an ebook, quote graphics, one-minute social media videos. It becomes this whole thing where live streaming becomes the jumpstart, like the starting point. Because we could take, honestly, Rob, we could take a single live stream and turn it into 94 pieces of content. And when clients realize that, they're like, wait a second. So I'm not just investing my time in this one hour live shopping event, but I'm actually creating a whole year's worth of content if I wanted to. And that's the part where they're like, okay, let's talk about live shopping and live streaming and all the different things that we can do. Yeah, yeah. So... So then you're taking that piece of content, that live stream, and then turning it into repurposing it into a bunch other of stuff. other stuff. Yeah, we call it digital confetti. Like yeah, we're like, hey, yeah, let's yeah. chop this up and spread it all across the <laughs> internet and let that. people know where the party's at. Because they're like, what is this digital mm-hmm. confetti? What's going on here? And they're like, I want to get to know you. I want to know more about this product. Or you know, if they see you demoing a product, they want to know, okay, mm-hmm. well, where can I continue to get support? You got a Discord, you got a Facebook group, like where can I hang out with other people that like, you know, Stormtrooper cosplay like me, you know, (laughs) there's different things that you could do. Yeah, I know. I love that. I love that. In terms of then, okay, because somebody's listening to this right now and they're figuring out, okay, well, live shopping, that makes a lot of sense to me. How how do they decide which platform? Because you mentioned Amazon Live, you mentioned YouTube, Instagram, Pinterest even, um, Facebook. How do they... Is it, is it the same thing as like starting a new channel? Like how do you yeah. figure out which platform to sell on? I know, like multi-streaming is like multiverse. Yeah, so here's the thing, right? As a content creator, if you wanted to dive <laughs> into live shopping, the question is really, are you live shopping because you're an affiliate for a brand? Are you promoting something else, right? Or mm. are you a content creator that has your own merch? Right, because then your merch could be housed on something mm-hmm. like Shopify. So that's usually where I start off. Right, for me, right. I don't have I don't have my own like cool, cool hats and shirts and mugs and all that other stuff. But <laughs> I do shop a lot on Amazon. Right, and so a lot of times I look around my mm-hmm. office and I'm like, hey, does does that have an affiliate program? Right, like I look at Corsair, the Rodecaster Pro, and you know the Shure SM7B mic that I have right now, do they have affiliate programs? And so that's where I really decide, okay, if these are the products that I wanna promote to my audience, because more often than not, they're, they're gonna ask me, Steph, what are you using? I wanna know, well, where is that product being sold at? So it could be Amazon Live, which is probably gonna be like the most easiest as far as like signing up to be an associate because you get your your referral link for that and then facebook is really if you have a facebook commerce shop so you'll have to set that up on that end and then the same thing with instagram same thing with youtube i think at the end of the day rob it's really where does your audience hang out right like where do, where do they hang out and are you comfortable with live streaming to that particular platform And I will tell you this is that I've noticed since you and I met, you know, I was known for live streaming on Facebook because I knew everything about Facebook or, you know, meta. And (laughs) I'll be honest, like I'm noticing that the viewership on Facebook is dwindling. It's moving to different platforms. 
And so I think as content creators, we have to be agile and take ownership of our content and not be platform specific. Does that help? That makes that makes a lot of sense. I, I think it's a struggle that some that yeah. creators find to go from one platform to another, right? Like if you're on Facebook and then like, or like maybe LinkedIn, you're really hot on LinkedIn, all of a sudden LinkedIn like algorithms are changing and oh, maybe YouTube is my thing. It's a little hard to shift your audience. Yeah. I, to almost like rebuild. I guess into that new platform like some people will shift with you some people won't because they're like oh, yeah I, no i, I, I totally like, get it when, when, yeah. i think there was one of my favorite groups that i would go to all the time ecamm right so ecamm has has always built their community on facebook and right. then doc was like oh we're moving over to discord i was like no <laughs> i was like no what is this no. you know i was like i, I don't want to do that i i totally get that but that's that's to the point where multi-streaming becomes so helpful Right. So even yesterday I did, I did a lights camera live oh, yeah. episode with David Utech Pia Nguyen, who you probably know from, Am he does a lot of Amazon stuff. Stylish. And so I was going yeah, yeah. to multi-stream across Facebook, yeah. LinkedIn, and on YouTube. And then Restream has this feature where if I give a link to my, to my guest, then they could connect their channels too. So he's like, well, I'm just, since we're talking about Amazon Live, let's go live on Amazon. And so he connected his channel. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Because now we're expanding our reach. These are the benefits of multi-streaming. We went live across all of these platforms. So our audience didn't have to like, oh, okay, pick and choose, you know. So it was, it was cool. It was fun. Right, right. Yeah, that's good. That's a good, that's a good move. That's a good move for sure. Um, okay. I want to, I want to go back to what you said about building your personal brand. Now you're getting brand deals. You're doing all these things as a result of live streaming. Um, a lot of our viewers and listeners are, are doing the same thing too. Like I think they're building multiple revenue streams. They're building their affiliates. They're building their membership on Uscreen. But I think as a result, brand deals kind of come like either they come passively or you're starting to like, oh, there's some brand deals out here. I might reach out to some brands that I work with. How have you approached this whole thing? Because it's a massive topic. I think brand deal sponsorships, there's creators <laughs> that they built a business just teaching brand deals and sponsorships, and we know a lot of them. So, but for you, like, how have you approached this? Is this something you do actively? Is it something that you do sort of as they approach you? With what's my what's strategy? Your, your, like, well, so same thing, part. like coming coming from the agency background, we worked a lot with influencers and one of the best ways that we could work with influencers is knowing what's in your media kit. What kind of content are you creating? And so having a bio, like investing to have like a copywriter fine tune your bio, that's a game changer. Like if you really want to work with brands, you need, a bio that is just going to be super sticky that they're going to love saying on air. And so I think having a media kit is always going to be super helpful. And then in, as far as like working with brands, see what they're already doing out there with content creators. I don't know how many content creators are investing time to be like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to spend 30 minutes this week just to do a Google search or some type of, you know, keyword research just to see like, Hey, what is you screen doing? What are they, you know, right? Because you could easily type into like sponsored by, fill in the brand that you want to yeah. work with and realize, oh crap, look at that. They worked with that content creator and you just really reverse engineer what they're putting out there. So that's how you could actively approach it. Other things that I've done, you go to lightscameralive.com, you'll notice that I have a dedicated landing page that says, 
work with me? Who is like, who is my audience? Here's my media kit. These are the different ways that you can work with me. Or if you have something that is, you know, you want to customize something, then we could definitely do that too. So those, that's how I'm working with brands. Sometimes I'll even pitch them myself. So you know that I, I talk a lot at virtual summits. More often than not at these virtual summits, there are brands mm-hmm. that are sponsoring those summits and they want to get a return on their investment. And so when I'm planning my talk, Rob, I'm so strategic. I'm like, hey, do you want me to mention you in my talk? Because obviously I'm on the roster and people want to hear what it is that I have to say. And if you want me to plug like what your your new product is rolling out, whatever, you know, we could add that in there. And more often than not, brands are like, yes, I would love that. Can, you know, and we'll comp you for an account or we'll give you an exclusive that you could share with your audience too, or you could share in your talk. And so there's a lot of different things that you could do to work with brands creatively other than just, oh, you know, sponsor this one video. If anything, I'm like, hey, you sponsor this one video, I'm going to create 94 pieces of content and talk about you for the next year and a half. And they're like, what? And then I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to package it up for you. I'll have captions and all the things. And they're like, where have you been all my life? That's the part that, that's the part where when they meet me, I want them to feel like, who are you? Like, what the what? This is, this is different. And that's, that's like the whole thing for me is like separate myself from the sea of sameness and just be like, I'm going to do more for you. Like you want to work with me? Let's be strategic partners. Not like some one fling that, you know, you swipe on Tinder or whatever, but like, (laughs) let's be in this, you know, generally when I work with brands, I want to know like, what do you want to (laughs) accomplish? What's your tentpole programming for the rest of the year? Let me tell you what I have planned. And then let's find some ways that we can work together. And more often than not, they're like, oh, you're going to do a talk on this. This is what we're doing with our product release. And we'll just get creative with it. Does that help? I don't think I've ever told anyone that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's really good. I like like what you said about virtual summits. Because I think a lot of people in virtual summits, they don't really know what to do. There's so many speakers that... It's like, we'll oh, say I... yes to seeking out a virtual summit, but they don't strategically participate in the summit, right? Like they'll just show up for the tech rehearsal. Like, okay, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna show my slides. I'm gonna yeah. hop out. I'm like, listen, these people have invested money to be here. So how are you going to nurture those relationships? How are you gonna get them to, you know, find your digital confetti? Cause they just saw you for that time being, and you're competing with, let's say 20 other speakers. How are you going to create content that's going to be sticky? And I think when you direct them over to like your hub, right, where all of your stuff is, where they can binge watch, man, that's the part where they're like, okay, I like you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that simple approach of even just, you know, contacting the sponsors for the virtual summits and seeing how we can work them into your talk. I think that's. It's like, it's just, it, maybe nothing comes of it initially, but I think, you know, like yeah, it opens I, the doors can I, of communication. Can I give you like one more bonus tip now that we're on enroll? So like when I find out like who the sponsors are for like these summits, I'll create my own suggested social media post to be like, oh, I'm speaking at this event and guess who's sponsoring? Thank you so-and-so for sponsoring. And guess what? There's social media persons be like, oh, we just got a shout out from one of the speakers. And it wasn't like some canned thing. It was like legit authentic 
authenticity and they're like okay now you're on their radar and that's the thing where i'm like listen as a content creator you got to be top of mind and tip of tongue you got to do things differently from other people which is why obviously you're listening to this podcast right because like i said rob i haven't told anyone this before you and i we haven't caught up for like my goodness maybe like a year so this is this is all new Amazing. I think we can probably do a whole episode on just sponsorships and everything that you're doing with sponsorships. You know, you're working with amazing brands that we all love. So yeah, no, it's very, very awesome. Um, I have one more question for you because we got to leave on a good note and we got to leave for like a little bit of a cliffhanger for another episode, right? So, um, but before that question, um, where can people find you? They want to work with you. I think, I think anybody that wants to do any type of uh, live shopping, they need to connect with you. So where, where can they find you and, and work with you directly even? Yeah, you know, the best place to find me is over at lightscameralive.com. That's where you're going to find all of the content, all the different ways that we can work together. I work with clients as far as we could do a VIP strategy day. You know, I'm not one of those people where like, hey, let's figure out and launch your show in 12 weeks. Like who wants to wait 12 weeks? It's like, <laughs> let's <laughs> Figure it out on a Saturday and boom, you're like hitting the ground running on a Monday, right? And people would be like, what the, how'd you do that, right? So there's a VIP strategy day that I work with clients. I also consult. And so however, which way you want to go about that, head on over to lightscameralive.com. If you're like, mm, you know, I want to know who she's worked with, find me on LinkedIn. You know, that's where I'm constantly creating content, building relationships. You could check out the reviews that I get from clients where they're like, dude, Stephanie came in clutch. It was like a last minute live shopping event and stuff was about to go wrong and she fixed it. And really, that's really what you want for live streaming. You want someone that's going to problem solve at the same time <laughs> and make sure that you're bringing out the best in your guests. I love it. I love it. Awesome. So, yeah, we'll have a link to all of your stuff, Steph. So if you guys want to connect with Steph, make sure you do that. Instagram stories as well. Uh, Steph's killing it on Instagram stories. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, awesome. Okay, my final question for you for this episode anyway, until the next part two is um, for the creators that are listening, what's a word of encouragement? Like right now, it's so crazy. I think you said um, the sea of sameness, right? There's a sea of sameness out there happening. There's a lot of people that are like, and that's natural. You you look at creators that you like and adore and you kind of do a lot of the same things as them. So what's been your strategy to stand out and away from that ocean of sea of sameness? <laughs> oh, gosh, that's a good one. I usually see what everyone else is doing. And I, I think as content creators, they see what everyone else is doing and then they copy it, right? I think if you really want to stand out, it's do an audit of what these other people are doing and then think to yourself, well, what can you do that's going to add the extra on top of it, right? Like, so for me, it's like, I mean, let's be honest. There's other people there that can help you launch your live stream show, but those other people, those other companies want to stretch it out for 12 weeks six months and i'm like no dude you'll have access to every single thing in my vault you will officially have my brain on speed dial all the different things and boom 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 we'll have it done right so see what other people are doing out there and figure out how can you solve someone's pain point faster because no one wants to sit there and have a migraine right and be like okay well i'm gonna wait for this to kick in in like six hours no you're like i want this <laughs> solved now right? So whatever you can do to give extra value 
to your client, then that's going to be so important. So whether you have templates, blueprints, frameworks, swipe files, right? Canva templates, easel templates, whatever it is, they're going to be like, okay, you're coming in clutch. You're basically, you have everything, you know? And it's not like, it's not like other programs or other people they are like, okay, first you have to do this one thing. And then once you do that, then you could go to the next thing. And you're like, okay, so now we're looking at a timeline of like a year to solve my pain point. You're like, no, dude. Okay, come on. Come over here. Does that make sense? I love it. It makes so much sense. So just be, just be extra like stuff. Be- so <laughs> just be extra. Give it, give it all you got. Yes. Yeah, give it all you yes. got. Tell people what it is that you have. You know, I often find people where they'll say like, oh, I can help with that too. But they're not telling people what it is that they do. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. waiting for someone to ask them, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think at this point with so many content creators, you have to go out there and tell people like, hey, this is what I did for X, Y, and Z. These are the results that, that they had. What are you waiting for? Mm-hmm. And then they're going to yeah. sit there and be like, damn, what am I waiting for? How many what times you got to ask me? <laughs> right? Like. It's like Gwen Stefani. It's like, what you waiting for? Just get out there and do it. That's it. That's it. No, I joke, but I think it is like one thing I've always really uh, admired about you, Steph, is that you, I think you do a really good job of listening to your audience and listening to also the brands and both sides. And then also you're very intentional and strategic. And, you know, when you come in clutch, like you do come in, like you have everything. It's like, I got everything. Got all the templates. I got all the connections. I got everything you need. So you can deliver. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this has been great. We definitely need a part two. But in the meantime, make sure you connect with Steph um, with all the links in the show notes and descriptions. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks, Steph. Thanks, Rob. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that episode. Please make sure you're subscribed to the show so you don't miss any of the new episodes as they're published every single week. And if you want to learn more about using Uscreen for your business, or if you want to join our partner program, we have an amazing affiliate program. Head over to uscreen.link slash podcast and get more information. You can also join us inside our Uscreen Insider Facebook group, and you can search for Uscreen Insider on Facebook to find our community over there. And so until then, we'll see you in the next episode.